0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Regardless, You've Got This. I'm your host, Skylar Sorkin. Say hello to the syllabus for your 20 something soul. The syllabus you never received in college is finally making an appearance. This podcast will inspire you to create your very own 20 something syllabus, ultimately guiding you towards your soul purpose, regardless of self doubt and what others think. As your host, I'm your human connector. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to my superhuman network, a network of 20 something year olds, as well as a sprinkle of some older ones who have truly enriched my life by sharing tools that have helped them to navigate their twenties in order to get closer to their dreams. These relationships and conversations have had a deep impact on my personal and spiritual life, allowing me to create my very own syllabus. On each episode, one superhuman will share their breakthroughs, aha moments, as well as the resources that have helped them to find peace, knowledge, energy, and success in their 20s. At the end of each episode, a guest speaker will leave you with several syllabus steps and homework to practice and embody in between each month's episode. I challenge you to digest these stories and allow them to help you curate your very own syllabus, whether that's related to career, personal development, spirituality, love, you name it. We're in this process together, working together towards creating a personal syllabus that is unique to our souls. At the end of each month, we will have a new written step Direction and a conscious goal to work on. So when we get to the end of a regardless season, we have seasoned. Alrighty, let's get to work. Hey guys, welcome back to Regardless. You've got this, the syllabus for your 20-something soul. Before we dive in, I do want to share some exciting PR news with you all. Regardless, it was just featured in Voyage LA as being LA's most inspiring story. I do really just want to thank each and every listener and supporter for really stepping outside of your comfort zone with me to listen, engage, learn, and grow episode after episode. You are all superhumans. I truly love you all. Um, so really for this episode, It's not only going to be amazing because it's episode number 11, which is my lucky number, but today we have a very, very special guest. Let's all give a round of applause to former professional tennis player turned entrepreneur, the CEO of New You, Nathan Forrester. Not only is Nathan a serial entrepreneur, but he is one of the leading pioneers in digitized fitness. His company, NeoU, has been crowned by the New York Times as the Amazon of fitness. NeoU is a digital marketplace that offers unlimited access to live, on demand, and interactive fitness and wellness content from world class instructors. Due to Nathan's inspiring entrepreneurial story, and expertise. He has been acknowledged as a leading speaker for the 2021 Leading Entrepreneurs of the World Conference, MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference of 2020, Active Brand Summit of 2019 and 2020, and more. So Nathan, you are the definition of a superhuman. (laughs) So welcome, welcome to Regardless.
1: What's up? And it's great to be here. I don't know about superhuman. I think there's a lot of other people out there that do some things more more amazing than me, but so I'm excited to be here and talk a little bit about what I do and, and some of the experiences, and hopefully we can we can help some listeners.
0: Yeah, that's for sure my goal, and I'm just so so excited to have you on, regardless, and to share your story because I know that it's going to be so inspiring and really helpful for twenty something year olds. Um, you know, I remember first seeing you at coffee and a good vibe. Um, a live podcast. And I remember just being in your presence and hearing your story about limitations you faced in life. And regardless of what happens, you are where you are now.
1: Regardless of my failures, I'm still successful.
0: Okay. Love, love, love it. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm ready to learn why. So let's just begin a little bit here. I really want to hear a little bit more about your experience as a former tennis professional player. I can only imagine how much training you had there and really just you know, training every day that really builds this crazy discipline and drive. And I really feel like having that as a professional athlete really sets you up for success because you're able to bring that to your your career. I mean, especially for me, I was a ballerina for over 19 years. And then I went to school, um, was going to be a professional dancer. And I know that I would not be who I am um, in my career and my drive and hunger and discipline without that training and without ballet. So I would love to just learn a little bit more about your experience, how that led into your your success as an entrepreneur and creating yo-yo.
1: And that's exactly right. When you talk about being a ballerina and what that set up as kind of your foundation and mm-hmm. to you being successful today so tennis for me uh, was my whole life for years i started quite late so i didn't really start playing until i was about 13. Okay. most good tennis players start at two or three years old so mm. already a little bit of a you know a curveball there for me um, but i got good pretty quickly uh, and I, I started to really like it my dad played and uh, so it, it fit um, i played lots of sports growing up so i've always i've always loved sports but then I had this opportunity to be really good. And and my parents sacrificed some things to get me there. Uh, You know, we don't, I don't come from money or anything like that. So there were second mortgages on houses and things uh, that to fuel me to be able to have the opportunity to play tennis. Um, And what I like to say, the biggest thing from tennis for me was, was losing. So I lost quite a bit. I won some too, but I lost quite a bit. Um, I learned a lot from losing. I think one of the things that happens to most entrepreneurs today is that they don't realize how many times you have to lose to win. Mm-hmm. So l- losing and, and understanding how to lose and trying to get smarter from your losses and learning and then getting back up. That's, that's something that's really special. So, and I've used that quite a bit in being an entrepreneur, when you're fundraising or starting a business, there's going to be a lot of failures. There's going to be a lot of losing, but you have to keep getting back up and, and doing it again, learning, doing it again and again. And if you ask any successful entrepreneur, they'll all tell you the same thing. So, yeah. being a being an athlete definitely taught me how to lose, learn, and keep going. Um, so that that's probably the biggest thing that I take away from it. I, I joke around all the time now that if I could go back and play again, and I'm 37, so I'm an old man. Yeah. But if I could go back and play again, if I could go back and play again, I feel like I could play better now um, than I could when I was when I was 18. Just uh, my fitness is. Uh, at a pretty high level, but I understand how to think mm. through certain situations. I'm much better at absorbing information, thinking about how to solve a problem, uh, being really critical about the thought process and then coming up with a solution. And when I was 18, that never happened. Yeah. And in sports, it's really important to do that. So, uh, you know, but that, that's definitely sports really gave me the foundation the building blocks to, to be who I am today.
0: That's awesome. I mean, mindset is really everything that goes to show that for sure. I mean, I know that, you know, Neil, you is a digital fitness platform. So I mean, it's kind of cool to see how your passion kind of bled into that. Were you inspired by obviously being an athlete to create more of a fitness platform or?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Actually, my fitness journey started in CrossFit. Okay. So when I, re- when I retired from the tour, I did a couple of other things uh, for a couple of years, had some fun, yeah. um, but I got into, I got into uh, CrossFit and I loved CrossFit because I missed competing and I love to work out. So it was mm-hmm. a natural fit for me. And this is very early on. And then quickly got into that business, worked a lot with Reebok, was maybe, I think the biggest affiliate owner in the world for three wow. or four years with about 15 to 16 gyms. And this is before CrossFit became really big. So we were okay. part of the beginning. And I became very close to the CrossFit guys, amazing guys. Um, the team there was so much fun to work with them and create relationships and some of the athletes and things like that. So I love that journey. But coming out of that, I realized I didn't own CrossFit and I didn't own Reebok. So I was basically building this infrastructure, but I didn't own the two biggest brands Got it. That, were, that resonated with what I did for a living. And so I wanted to own something. Um, a very good friend of mine at the time was the CEO of the Samsung Americas, so North mm. America, South America. Um, and we used to talk a lot about technology and what the future of fitness would be. And Peloton started to get going very early on. And there was things happening. And there was one phone call that did it for me. It was a phone call with my sister. She was like, hey, have you seen this Peloton thing? And she's a teacher, Baltimore, three kids, makes, you know, 40, 50K a year. Yeah. And she was like, have you seen this Peloton thing? And I was like, yeah, it's really cool. And she's like, I wish I could afford one.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: for me, it was like, who's going to create a digital wellness experience that's really good, that's going to spend millions of dollars? on the technology, the content, the user experience, but make it affordable to everyone. And so that totally. was what started it. And, and I put a plan together for NeoU and and uh, raised some money and, and started to build it. Now, I will say NeoU has has evolved tremendously over the last couple of years with COVID totally, and different totally. So we, do, we are definitely a lot more like Amazon um, in terms of our full stack of what we do today. But the idea of just making good digital wellness services products available that's that's a key for us. And so we, we want to help as much as we can in that space.
0: Ah, oh, That's awesome. It seems like you jumped around a little bit in terms of starting businesses and seeing what was really working for you and what was in alignment. So how did you know that you were on the right path and you were making right decisions to set you up for success? A lot of 20-something-year-olds, we get really stuck in our head and concerned that we're making the wrong decision um, that will kind of like screw us up forever if we're not making the correct decision for our future?
1: Yeah. So one, be ready to make some bad decisions. It's going to happen. You just have to be okay with it, right? So you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to make some bad decisions. That's okay. Completely normal. You just own it and move on. Uh, Accountability is one of the best characteristics that a human being can have. So always have accountability. Own what the decisions you make, whether they work or they don't work, just own them, learn from them, move on. Uh, you know, it's, it's a really good question. And there's a big conversation to have around being an entrepreneur and making decisions when, when you're in your 20s or even 30s yeah. or whenever. I spoke to a new entrepreneur uh, who's in her, her 50s last week and it was the same conversation. And the, the one big piece I would say is happiness. So don't forget that the journey is part of the experience. And if you mm-hmm. are not happy, building something, you're going to lose 10, 15 years on your life that you can't get back. And that happiness is important. So there's a big value on happiness. So if you're building something that you love and you love your team and you've created this amazing atmosphere, that's really important. You want to be happy. So if you're 20 and you're like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start this, but you're into it two, three months and you're not happy. You're not enjoying the process. Your journey isn't good. You might want to take a seat and Mm -hmm. and a step back and think about what you're doing because I will I will tell you through experience, happiness is really, really key to being successful in life. But also there's no redo's. So time is the one thing you can't get back. So try to be happy on on, you know, on your process and in your process. Happiness is really important.
0: Love. So true. I mean, I also think, you know, making decisions, let's say you're not an entrepreneur and you know, you're in the corporate world. What would you say? What kind of advice would you give to someone who's kind of climbing up that ladder? And there's some some you know important decisions that they have to make in terms of maybe it's moving to a different position within the company. Um, let's say happiness is that is the end goal, but maybe it's like a strategic decision. Do you think there's another important aspect to keep in mind?
1: Yeah. So I'm my team laughs at me all the time because I'm famous for uh, being very I guess, analytical, or I love to take a step back and look at every single option and then how all of those options have a, a, you know, a result, right? Mm. So there's always a cause and action. So for anyone, happiness is an overlying theme, right? Just like try to be happy with what you're doing. Again, you can't get that back, but when you get more granular, you have to think about the decisions you're making and where you can go with them. So If you're in corporate and you're trying to work your way up, where are you trying to work your way up and what happens when you get there? And think about the different characteristics that you need to be successful to get there. What's going to help you win when you get there. I talk about winning all the time and winning is, is in everything. Everybody's win is different, but you should have some sort of game plan in order to get your win. Um, And think about the different steps. And when you take a step, what does it do? Right? Where's the next step after that going to be? And the more that you can sort of see the future, and build that roadmap; the easier it will definitely be. Um, so try to try to plan it out. You know, think about all the the cause and effect. When you pull something or push something, it's being pulled or pushed on the other side. And exactly. and what does that look like?
0: Damn, I love that. I think also understanding your values, and for sure, it seems like for you, happiness is a value which should be for everyone. But you never know. And once you're kind of making those decisions and tying them back to your your overall values, I mean that's really why we're on this planet earth. So I think it's really interesting, especially for me, I was listening to this podcast. It was Jay Shetty. They were just explaining the importance of values and how often and normal it is for a lot of us that we actually really don't know what our values are. And that's kind of scary because we're operating through life and making decisions and we're doing so without really knowing our values.
1: Yeah, truly. Really, I think about values and happiness very similarly. So yeah, when I, you'd be surprised. I've so many friends that are entrepreneurs some of them very successful some of them just starting some of them have had failures and if you ask them if they're happy you'd be surprised how many don't have an answer to that really one, right yeah they don't know if they're happy what's the definition of happiness right and i think that connects to what are your values right because mm. then if you know them that can make you happy so i think that's and that could be in your personal life that can be in your work life like being an entrepreneur is not just all about business it's about balancing you know, your personal stuff and connecting all the dots and taking care of yourself as a human being. And you'd be surprised how many really good entrepreneurs don't have an answer to that question. So understanding your values, understanding what makes you happy, the things that you get excited about will definitely help you be more successful. Uh, and, and if you're out there still trying to figure it out, don't, don't, you know, get frustrated because a lot of big entrepreneurs, even people like myself, we're still trying to figure that out every day.
0: Yeah. It's, it's it's wild. It's cool. Thank you for sharing. Um, okay, cool. So I'm kind of going to dip our toes into the mentorship side. Um, I did some research and found some really cool stats about mentorship. I picked these because I really think it shows the importance of mentorship on trajectory growth, um, especially in the workplace. So, for starters, I found online that mentees are promoted five times more often than those without mentors. This one's cool. Mentors themselves are six times more likely to be promoted. of mentors and mentees feel empowered by their mentoring relationships and have developed greater confidence. 79% of millennials see mentoring as crucial to their career success. So these all go to show that if you do not have a mentor, you should. (laughs) So (laughs) I'd love to kind of hear your experience with mentorship, what that was like. How did you find your mentors? I have a lot of people asking me, Skylar, how did you find a mentor? Where, how do you ask and what does that relationship look like? So Mike to you.
1: Yeah. So that's hard, right? Finding good mentors is not easy. If it was easy, I think everybody would have amazing mentors. Right. So just remember the simple, the simple plan, right? If someone, if you could have a mentor, if you could have anyone around you that did the thing that you're trying to do before you and learned all about it and went through the mistakes and the successes and then could tell you about them before you had to go through it, you are going to be infinitely more successful in everything that you do. That's just the simple part of a mentor. That's how everyone needs to think about it. Now, make sure you pick a mentor that can help you on your journey. Yeah. You know, if you're doing something and then you pick a mentor that has nothing to do with what you're doing, it may be a great relationship, but it might not help you on yeah. uh, um, being an entrepreneur or in, in your corporate environment. But so pick pick a good mentor. Now, finding one can be tricky. Um, you know, there's a lot of cool businesses and platforms out there that are trying to get some of these really successful people speaking about different things like podcasts like you're doing. Um, there's, you know, huge companies like masterclass and things like that where you can at least learn from, from other people Mm -hmm. and then finding like a personal relationship, someone where, where it becomes one-on-one where there's something there. Most of the mentors that I found in the beginning of my life was because of something else. So it it was because of tennis early on where I got to connect to some really good people. Uh, and then, through being an entrepreneur and, and exercise and fitness, I was introduced to some other people. And then I put in a lot of effort mm. to make sure that those people knew that I was alive and I was here Yeah, uh, and, and remember that, right? That's the thing, like some of my close friends today that are big investors in me and believe in me, uh, I met in, in gyms that I owned and they had no idea who I was. And I just went out of my way to know who they were and then make sure that I was around when they were around to have a conversation yeah. and, and become friends with them and, and get them to pay attention. and. When they saw some characteristics that they liked in me, that's what created the relationship. Remember, mentors want to see the, the, the ability to either see themselves or see something positive in you, right? Where they want to put their time and effort into making you mm-hmm. successful. And you have to show those characteristics, whether it's great work, work ethic or accountability, like I said, or innovation or different things that you have you have to show those in order for a mentor to be like, oh, I want to take you under my wing. So remember, it's not just all on the mentor. It's a lot on you to, to get out there and, and uh, be proactive. But but it's, it's not going to be easy. So make sure you're ready to put in some work.
0: Totally. And do you believe in the power of having one mentor or do you see some value in having you know several mentors in different areas of your life, whether that's fitness or career coach oriented or wellness or Emotional mentors. Um, what are your thoughts there?
1: Several, yeah. Several mentors, right? It's like, are you going to go to college and just learn from one teacher, or are you going to go learn from all the different experts, right? So, yeah. you, you, I have several um, that are really important to me that have all become uh, good friends, and even some that necessarily aren't good friends, but people that I really respect, and when I get to spend thirty minutes with them, I learn so much. So awesome. You, you, you need more than one. You, you want to have you know, your own, you know, we have all these boards when you become an entrepreneur and you raise a lot of money, all of a sudden you have to have a board. And uh, there's some, there's some highs and lows on that, but it's like, you have your own board. You have your own board of mentors that you can talk to and that give you the time that you need to help you make good decisions.
0: It's awesome. And would you say right now, how many mentors do you think you have and how long have, have these relationships really lasted?
1: Well, that's a big, that's a good question. Um, Some of my original mentors, I don't spend as much time with Okay. Because I've kind of, I've grown and evolved. They're still family. Uh, the first really two mentors that I have are, are like second fathers to me. Um, and so I used to spend a lot of time with them now that I'm older and, uh, kind of doing my own thing. I don't get to spend as much time with them. So, um, but there was two original ones that were uh, tremendous to where I am today. And when I was younger and now I'd say in kind of my, my run as being an entrepreneur, I probably have, you know, five or six that I talked to quite a bit. Um, I have about 40 investors in NeoU. Wow. So, and, and all of that money I raised personally. So I went and picked all those people and got them to write checks into NeoU. And so that you create relationships when people are, you know, writing checks. A lot of my investors would say, we don't care if Nate was selling popsicle sticks or a t-shirt or new yeah. yeah. <laughs> we would have invested because we, we believe in Nate to, to totally done. Um, So, but yes, I'd say five or six today that I talk to quite frequently. And then two original ones that really got me started on my path.
0: And that was probably during your tennis career.
1: That's correct. Right before even my two biggest mentors I met when I was, yeah, about 15 years old, believe it or not. um, And they are still, I'm very close with them today. Um, I I wouldn't be anything without them, to be honest. So both of them are very successful in their own right. Um, but tennis was a way that I was able to connect to them, and uh, and they've helped m- helped me make really big decisions.
0: That's so cool. It must be such an amazing experience also for them to see your growth. Like especially being a being the mentor, it's a really energizing experience, and it's cool once it's kind of flipped where you're a little bit older and you've been a mentee for years, and then someone comes up to you and they're like. I look up to you're amazing. I would love to engage in you know a mentorship like relationship. It's the coolest feeling ever. Absolutely. You, I, yeah.
1: I, I think they joke a little bit. I think they'd say, "Mate, you did some dumb shit." They'd probably yeah. laugh about that, but then they talk about all the all the good, some of the good stuff too. But they, that's what a great mentor is there to pick you up when you're down. To be like, "It's okay." You know, we're we're all gonna make mistakes, and they were there for uh, every single piece of it. So they they definitely have some good stories, but but the relationship and the bond that you form kind of over time is, is incredible.
0: Yeah. And are you mentoring um, yourself right now? It's a really good question. Yeah.
1: Um, I, you know, here's the thing. I have about 50 employees today. Wow. Um, and so I like to say, uh, with a lot of them that I'm a mentor, yeah, but it's totally. a little bit different being a mentor and a, I guess a boss. Uh, but, but one of the things that I love about NeoU you is my team. So the thing that excites me the most and gets me to want to show up to work every day is that I built this team. I love everybody on it. We have tremendous talent. Um, and I've seen a lot of talent grow from within. So where people kind of start in certain positions and work their way up to even C-level positions at NeoU. So Damn. it's been incredible to see. So I'd like to say for some of them, I'm a mentor. Have I gotten directly involved with another young entrepreneur that's starting their own company? I've tried to help other entrepreneurs that I yeah. know. And answer questions, but I haven't really gotten to the point where where I've been a direct entrepreneur to someone and and kind of put that much effort in. I'm open to the idea. Unfortunately, I still work about 100 hours a week, so yeah, um, it's 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 a little bit a little bit exhausting. But I'm looking forward to the point where I could be a really good mentor to someone. I think I think eventually that will happen.
0: That's awesome. Well, um, I'm available. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's cool. I think honestly. For me, especially, you know, just looking at the qualities of what of what I'm interested when applying to a job, I think one of the qualities is a mentorship-like relationship with my boss. So knowing that they always want to see me succeed, they're always open to giving authentic feedback and wanting what's best for me. So I think that definition of like a boss and mentor comes hand in hand. Um, and especially Nathan, like if there's so much growth in your company, where someone could start at just coming in position and then growing to C-level, I mean, that comes from you being an amazing mentor. So yeah. Yeah.
1: And you said something really important there for any entrepreneurs or new CEOs that are listening to this. One of the most important things that you have to do as a CEO and as a founder, and it gets forgotten a lot, is your job is to make sure that your team wants to show up every day to work Mm. for you. If your team doesn't want to wake up, And want to go to battle with you and you don't empower them to do that and, and make sure that they love their job and they love the environment and that they don't, they have to wake up every single morning and want to help build the company in your vision. You're, you're going to fail as a CEO. And so it's not always about the book smarts and the operations. It's, it's about the people. And so remember that if you're starting a company, you really have to make sure that, that you put the effort into the people.
0: Amen. you couldn't have said that better. What qualities do you specifically look for in a mentor? I know you say, you know, it kind of has to be in alignment with your goals, your dreams and your visions, but if you could describe the perfect mentor and qualities, what would those qualities be?
1: Yeah. So again, look for someone that's done something that you're trying to do. That's always step one. But then, so the two biggest qualities that I I told you in the beginning are really important to me. It's work ethic and accountability. Mm -hmm. I think those two are really, really important whether you're starting your own company or you're looking for a job, remember those two characteristics. So in any mentor that I have, uh, I always look for those qualities. And again, the two that I started with probably have that more than, than anyone I've ever met in my whole entire life. Uh, And also for me, my personal life has always been something that I've tried to balance out. I've always struggled more with that than the business side of my life. So Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I love to put in the work. I love the grind. I, I like to compete. And so working for me is competing. So the personal life, making time to be happy and do the things that I love. And, uh, I just got married and, and, fig, you know, being oh a, gosh, a good husband, <laughs> thank you. And so <laughs> trying to to manage all of that, right. And now thinking about kids and all that stuff, that's where I kind of struggle the most and finding mm-hmm. time for that. And so a lot of my mentors have kind of helped me make decisions there, but find, Find the characteristics that you really value, going back to the values, yeah. right? Find the characteristics that you really value, and then think about finding a mentor that has those values and has been successful in that space.
0: Mm, beautiful answer. Um, this may be a difficult question, but what is one of the most important lessons that you've learned from one of your mentors?
1: One of the most important lessons. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's a really, that is a very difficult question. The best it wasn't difficult. I think it was just, it goes back to people. So probably the the craziest thing that someone said to me um, mm-hmm. was that you hire someone for their resume and you fire them for who they are. Mm-hmm. So think about that for a second, right? Hiring and firing is one of the hardest things to do as an entrepreneur, yeah. finding good people. Um, and resumes are amazing. MIT, Stanford, Harvard, all, University of Virginia, all these different places uh, you know, master's degree, 10 years in, in experience working for all these companies. But at the end of the day, if, if the person doesn't work, if, if it's, if, if they're not a good person, if they're not good at their job, if they're not a good teammate. And so I've had to learn that lesson the hard way quite Mm a bit. Uh, my biggest flaw and something I'm working on tremendously is that you can't fix everything. So I like to think everyone that I hire, I can fix. Um, I can, I can help them if they're not great. If they don't fit, I can help them fit. I can make them better. That's my job. Yeah. And what you have to realize is that sometimes you can't, and that's okay. And that was probably the hardest lesson I've ever had to learn. And it was one of my first mentors that taught me that, wow. um, because, because that's not fun, right? You always want to make everyone a winner. That's on your team. You want to help people, but sometimes you can't help everyone. And as a CEO and, and entrepreneur and founder, you have to know that.
0: Wow. Beautiful. What is something that you want to learn or what is something that you're working on for next year? Maybe it's with one of your mentors currently.
1: Yeah. I think for me, the biggest thing that I'm working on is patience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's, it's quite, it's quite difficult. It is. I, I, uh, times like this component that exists, that's so important in so many different ways. And I'm trying to remember that things don't happen instantly and I may work at a certain speed or want answers at a certain speed but that's not the way that the world works and you have to yeah. have patience all the way around and that's personally and that's in in you know in the kind of the business world so Totally. all of, in my in my life patience is definitely a thing um and I'm working tremendously hard at that uh I also would love to be more on time for things so that's a small <laughs> one and I'm not late for things because I'm late because I try to do so much in, in a certain amount of time. And then I run out of time. And so it, it all goes back to that same component. So but if I had to pick one, uh, patience, it's really important. I think everyone needs to learn patience. And that's in in your life in general, uh, show some patience, show patience towards others, have patience for yourself and everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be a big one for me for the, for the next year, for sure.
0: I agree. I agree. And I'm I'm more of a type A person. So it's really, really hard for me, whether I'm on the road, I'm waiting for that deal to close. So I can totally relate. Thank you for sharing. So Nathan, unfortunately we are at the end of this episode. So with that being said, we have entered syllabus steps. So this is really a time for us to quickly recap kind of what we've learned from your experience and how we can actually integrate mentorship and your insight into our personal lives. So I know that mentorship obviously played a huge role into your success, but were there any other specific tools, books, podcasts, practices that were really beneficial to your success?
1: Yes. So yeah. one book, uh, one book I will recommend. It's called Rhinoceros okay. Success." Um, it's it's a really cool book. Uh, it's the first one that he put out. He, he tends to get a little bit political in some of the other okay. ones, so I just just the first one. Okay. With the first okay. one. <laughs> um, and it's got an, it's got an underlying theme. It's quick. It's a hundred pages. Super oh, sick. Um, but it's the idea is to kind of be a rhino. And what that means is, um, you're, you're thick skin, you're going to get knocked down, but just get back up and always keep charging. So that means a lot of different things, but I highly recommend reading that book. If you want to be an entrepreneur, I, I think it's, it's really important just to understand how much you need to fail in order to be successful. Uh, and if everyone could be a rhino, then uh, everyone can fail and get back up and keep charging. So that goes back I, to I, patience I, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Highly recommend reading that book for sure. Go and find it rhinoceros success. Really, really good one. Um, and then find a mentor and don't show some patience when you find your mentor, it may not happen very quickly, but find a mentor and you'd be surprised where you can find them and put the effort in it. It starts with you. But uh, if you, if you do that and, and uh, show some patience and make some good decisions, you're going to be successful.
0: Oh, awesome. Nathan, thank you so much for your time sharing, being vulnerable and authentic on Regardless. Um, You're a rock star.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I I really enjoyed it. I look forward to uh, connecting again soon and good luck to everybody that's out there. Yes. Awesome.
0: Nathan, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Regardless. I hope you've learned something from this month's Soul Conversation and will apply it to your own syllabus. Join me next month for a new guest, a new tool, and a new perspective. If you found value in this podcast, please empower your tribe by sharing, leaving a comment, review, and or subscribe. Catch new episodes on the second and fourth week of every month on all major audio podcast platforms. For more information about my life and updates about the podcast, head to my Instagram at Skylar Sorkin. Thank you for tuning in to Regardless. Now go kick some ass.